Hello, beloved. This is another episode of His Beloved. <laughs> um, I'm here with Pastor Alex, and this is part two of He Loves Better, or He Loves Us More, um, from last week, where we're just going to dive a little bit into boundaries. Boundaries with kids, boundaries with everyone. Um, I know there's a huge following of how we should have boundaries and this and boundaries and that, but I want to just, just take you along a little, little journey, if you will, (laughs) on what's God's heart towards that. And with, without further ado, Pastor Alex, what do you think about boundaries? I think that if, um, Anyone who is walking, and I don't want to hurt any, say anything to hurt anybody, but if you're walking in the strength of the flesh, if you're not allowing the Lord to be your strength, then your strength is limited. Then you only have, um, you can only give what you believe you have, even though you have all things. But you believe you have a certain thing or if you're walking in the flesh or you say, you know, I'm tired or I feel this or I feel that or there's only so much I can give and I need to get um, get from God so I can give to others, stuff like that. But if you're living in a place like, um, I forgot if it was Paul or which apostle said, to pray without ceasing. If you're in that place. Paul. Okay. <laughs> if you're in the place where you're praying without ceasing, then... You're always in constant communication with the Father, and He is your strength. Another thing that comes to mind is that when God, when Jesus Christ says um, that you're that He is the vine and you are the branches. Um, branches do not separate from the vine until they're being tossed into the fire. That's a different matter entirely. But when they're when they're hooked in and they're living out producing fruit, because he says, if you abide in me, you will produce much fruit, right? Apart from me, you can do nothing because that's fire time, you know? That's when you feel like you're in the fire for sure, if you feel like you're apart from Jesus Christ. But he said he would never leave you or forsake you. So if you're in the vine, if you're the vine and he's the branches, then you're sucking sap, as my pastor Mike used to say, um, from the unlimited one. Your source is not the flesh. It's not the arm of the flesh. It's not um, your wakefulness or strength, but it's but it's God's own strength. Um, it also brings to mind the scripture that Jesus says, because many times along these lines, people would speak about the impossibilities, about the limits, about the flesh. Uh, They would say, you know, like Jesus said to the disciples, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Um, So I would say, answer that with another part of uh, what Jesus said. He said, all things are possible to him who believes. So as the Holy Spirit guides you and leads you in your life, um, I expect that he'll reveal as he asked to us that um that he's not a limited god that he's not a you you don't need to box him up and package him just the way nice and neat you don't need to have um 
I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a separate prayer time where you get alone with God. That is not wrong at all. And it is good. But, isn't it much better to always be focused on Him? Always be looking into His face? What was the cause of uh, Peter's sinking in the water? He looked at the wind and waves. But if he was looking at Jesus, as long as he was looking at Jesus' face, he was walking on the water. So, and the water, you know, to me represents impossibility. He's walking right on top of impossibility like it's total possibility because all things are possible. If your face and your focus is on Jesus Christ, I really don't believe that you have need of boundaries. But I understand that many people seeking to protect themselves and their congregation, their flock, you know, they want to protect them from overextending themselves and stuff like that. But you can't overextend God. But I do understand that when people are in a certain position or place or I don't know what people would call it, maturity level. I would call it looking at Jesus level. Like if you're looking at Jesus 24-7, which, you know, I'm not sure anybody's arrived there. If you are, then you don't need boundaries. But the more you are looking away from Him, the more you require some get back into the zone time, as it were. Some time where you can separate and look at God because, because unfortunately, you're walking... Um, in all the times when you're not looking at Jesus Christ, you're in your own strength many times, and that's gonna be um, gonna be harmful for you and for those who have to put up with you. I mean, hang around. <laughs> yeah, I would say that before, like a couple years ago, when I would get into my prayer closet and spend my Jesus time. You know, that's exactly how it was. Was the kids would come to the door early in the morning like I thought I was hiding I thought I had a good spot right and then finally when they discovered mommy's in her closet let's go there I'm all nice and cozy with my blanket and my coffee and they come knocking it's like no mommy's having her Jesus time I need this time okay so you go back to sleep or you do this and then recently it's like why why do I need to separate myself from my children? Because isn't it important for them to see me and hear me worshiping God, listening to the word, speaking in tongues, you know, doing all those things? Because if I say no, go away or get angry and be like, I need my Jesus time or you're going to see monster mommy, you know, and then when I heard that song talking to Jesus, oh my gosh, I was ugly crying like a baby. That part in the song where he says, is it Brandon Lake? Yeah, if you guys have not heard that song, Brandon Lake talking to Jesus, it's awesome. Because there's one part in the song where he says his teenage son comes in. And he's like, oh sorry, you're obviously busy. And he goes to leave and he's like, no son, this is the perfect time. You're not an interruption, come join me. I'm going to cry right now. And it was amazing because, you know, his son started worshiping with him and all that good stuff. So that's awesome. I think that it's so important that your kids do see you in that way. And because if you push them out, that's that's sad. And that's they might even start having a bad view of Jesus, you know? Like, wow, my I mean 
Of course we should. Jesus is so selfish. When, yeah. When he's hanging out with mom, I got to get out. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, did, okay, so let me ask you this. Does Jesus, did Jesus have boundaries? A lot of people would use um, scriptures like uh, here in Luke 5, uh, 15. Um, actually, it would be 16, sorry. Um, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. And that, and then when he would go to sleep in the boat, when he would, um, you know, be in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane praying. Now, first of all, the couple of times he asked that the disciples watch and pray with him. And he was upset when they fell asleep instead of watching and praying. So he wasn't totally saying, you know, hey, I'm going to pray alone, get out of here in every case. Um, the sleeping part is, I mean, people sleep, right, from time to time. <laughs> but I think that was more of a display of his complete unconcern that the word of God would be fulfilled. And it was his word when he said, hey, we're going to go to the other side. He completely expected that they were going to the other side. And that nothing was going to stop him from doing that. So he could rest easy, take a nap. We're getting to the other side. Um, and as far as getting alone to pray, I'm not saying... We're not saying that you should stop getting alone to pray in the sense in a, in a sense. What we're saying is get alone to pray or be in the presence of God even when you're not alone. I know it sounds crazy, but what I'm saying is you set yourself apart in your heart to the Lord, but you're still experiencing those around you and also let the Lord Bless those around you with that experience because when you're experiencing God and He's all over you and you realize that you're totally accepted and you're totally loved, you just pour it out on people. For me, when the Holy Spirit um, comes on me and I feel Him so strongly, I usually, and my kids think it's so weird because we'll be sitting there on the couch um, watching a movie or something and all of a sudden I'll just reach out and put my hand on them. <laughs> and it's because I want to share the goodness of God with somebody and they're close by and I want to reach out and just touch him so and in the same way with Jesus and when Jesus was interrupted when he was praying he didn't say you know what guys those people can stay dead for five more minutes I'm gonna pray or those people can stay unhealed he got up and he took care of it I mean there is a case of Lazarus but he wasn't just staying back a couple days to pray um, he was uh, letting the glory of God be shown to people because if he went straight away and healed them he wouldn't have had that that testimony of raising him from the dead. Um, mighty testimony that was really instrumental in getting the Jews to decide that he was time for him to die. But no, I don't believe that he had boundaries so much as he understood what was important. And that is to get to a place and pray and to be in God's presence. But... I do think he took God's presence with him everywhere, obviously, and that he was always in constant communion with the Father. Like when he rose Lazarus, he said, you know, I know that you always hear me, but I said that for those around me. Amen. Yeah, and I think that that is the best time to to fellowship. Yeah, you've done that to me before. <laughs> You'll just feel the presence real strong and then touch him like, um... What are you doing there? I mean, you're my husband, so obviously it's not super awkward, but sometimes it is if you just walk up next to me and put your hand on my shoulder and be like, do you feel that? Yeah, it's your hand. <laughs> you're like, no, the presence of God. So it is awesome to to have people join you for that. 
And yeah, when I when I had that uh, you know turnaround in my life, when I started quote unquote allowing the kids to join me, you know, it's some of the best times because the Holy Spirit's all over you. You're worshiping. You know, the the babies are just sitting in my lap, half asleep because it's early, and I'm just stroking their hair. You know, it's wonderful. It's it's you're not only spending time with the Lord, but you're spending time with your children too so it's like man the 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 love that god is lavishing on you in that moment he's lavishing on you your children it's just it's fabulous and sometimes before even during those two minutes between when i wasn't allowing them in my prayer closet um the two minutes between me getting out of the closet walking down the stairs putting my coffee mug in the sink. <laughs> it was like the presence of God was like, Shoo. all right, because I have seven babies following me at this point with all the needs that they still had when they were banging on the door upstairs. <laughs> and now I'm frustrated again. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, the whole point of evangelism, the whole point of, is because we want to take people with us to heaven. Right, but then we we think that when we go into the throne room of God, it's time to slam the door in people's faces, and I think that's that that's not um, you know who God is. He is a the guy the kind of God that says anyone who believes can have it. Anyone who who desires um, desires what God has, He's willing to give. He's not holding back from anyone. And I do think though, and I want to you know make that clear, uh, believe I should say and. I think it's biblical, but I'm sure that if anybody ever leaves comments, they'll they'll correct me on that. But um, that there is a time when um, when you feel like because we're talking about how you would uh, that the love of God is so awesome you want to share it, but there is a time when you know you're just focused and you know that God is just focused on you, like you feel his his our adoration. Um, and his love pouring out on you in such a way that you only you're only co conscious of that for that moment but I think it's awesome because once that happens and you feel that and you're you're in God's presence and you realize you're his favorite <laughs> then no I'm his favorite yeah <laughs> each of you guys are his favorite I tell that to my kids all the time each and every one of you guys is my favorite so when he's pouring that out on you and you realize you know hey I'm in the presence of my father and I'm his favorite. When you're still, you're so flooded and full that you're still able to give. You don't have to close it off and be selfish because you're, you're not missing anything. You're not being diminished at all because he's pouring everything out on you. It's like he doesn't hold anything back. It's not like he saves some for Susie down the street or Sammy up the way. He's pouring it all out. So you're not lacking. You're not like, oh, I better hold on to some of this because I don't want to give any out because, man, I need it. You can give it out. This is what the Bible says. It says that out of you will come streams, rivers of living water. Rivers of living water sound like barrier-breaking waters to me. Amen. They break the barriers between God, between us, between this world, so that this world can experience heaven on earth. And for, for, in order for them to do that, I mean, heaven is not a place 
Um, there's only one way in. So in that way, it is a narrow path because the path is Jesus Christ and that's it. But God wants every single person to take that path. He doesn't want to include any, I mean, exclude anyone. He wants everyone to go there. And so he's totally willing to lavish out his love. Like um, in the episode I said before, how Jesus was saying, um, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how I've longed to gather you under my wings, but you are not willing. The only thing that keeps people out of heaven and out of the presence of God is if they're not willing. He is totally, totally willing. So you can have his presence all the time. And you can share it with everybody around you all the time. Amen. So what do you think about being taken advantage of? So some might say like, oh, well, um, say with adult kids, you know, oh, they're taking advantage of me. They, they expect us to pay for this and that. And why can't they be responsible and deal with their own life and or if someone's just keeps asking you for something over and over again and you feel so drained and overwhelmed, what would you say to that? What's God's heart towards them in that situation? Should we be like putting a limit or boundary on that? Well, my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's my sugar daddy, as they <laughs> say. So I'm not giving out of myself. If I am, yes. There would always come to an end. To, there would always come an end to me, except for that I'm hooked up to that bind, that limitless one, that mighty God who never fails. Because I'm joined together with Him, and He said, "Apart from me, you can do nothing." And then He also said, "I will never leave you or forsake you." Many times we focus on the apart from me, you can do nothing. When the point is, don't be apart from Him. He's never apart from you. All you have to do. To draw upon everything that he is, is to decide to. Say, yes, God. Yes, you're my provider. Yes, you're my healer. Yes, you're more than enough. And if God is more than enough, and if he overflows, then nobody can draw more out of you than you can give because it's God that they're drawing from. You are drawing from God, and they take it. When it starts to come, when you start to come to an end of your supply, then you're dipping in the wrong well. Oh, that's good. Alright, do you have any closing thoughts on boundaries or being taken advantage of or anything like that? I would just say that I don't want to anybody to have their faith shipwrecked, as it were, especially since this is part of the Lighthouse of Faith Ministries, um, and think that, you know, if they're coming to the end of themselves and they're then they're just pitiful and wrong and all this stuff. I, I'm, I'm just encouraging you. Look to the limitless one. Don't look to yourself. Um, look to the one who is without boundaries, without limits, without uh, end. Without end. He's more than enough. And if you look to him, you'll find that you'll have more than enough to handle whatever life throws at you. I would say, too, that if you're in that place of... Um, Prayer without ceasing. I believe that that's the place of rest in God where you, um, I forgot the word in the Bible, labor, right? Yeah, labor to yeah. enter his rest as, as the Bible says. That's the labor you, that's up to you. 
enter his rest. You labor to get there. Once you're there, all the power, grace, and might that you need to do everything else is going to flow out of you like a mighty river because he is in you and because you're in, in that place of rest. But when you're trying to take care of it on your own, that's when you run into trouble. I don't want to have anybody um, condemning themselves either. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Um, and any time that you're willing to look to Him and trust in Him, He's got it from there. It doesn't. You don't have to go a long way. If you've been walking towards um, away from God, towards self-achievement or your own modif uh, behavior modification or your own struggling with life, and you want to turn back into His rest, it's He's already there. He's already there. All you have to do is turn around and look into his face and he's already there. You may have walked a thousand miles you feel like, but he never left you. So look full into his face and see that all your concerns are tiny little things in the face of his mighty, awesome power. Amen. That's good. So that wraps up this episode, and of course, with every episode, I like to give an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you want to do that now, just say, Lord God, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, God, for sending your one and only Son to die for me on the cross. And on that cross, you took care of everything. You took care of sickness, disease, sin, everything. I just thank you. Thank you for that. I want you to come live inside my heart and be my Lord and Savior. And I will serve you all the days of my life. And I thank you for every good thing that you give me. And I look forward to the things ahead. And I thank you for that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And um, if you've done that, I'm so excited for you. That's the best decision you'll ever make. Um, I would encourage you to get a Bible if you don't already have one. Read that puppy. <laughs> and join, uh, look for a local Bible-believing, spirit-filled church. Uh, my husband and I pastor one in Rio Rico, Arizona, called the Lighthouse of Faith Church. You can find us on Facebook or YouTube. Um, if you're not in this local area, just look for one in your local area. And um, so you can be discipled and get hooked up with a fellowship and a community with that. And we love you, beloved, and we will talk at you next episode. Bye.